Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode, I speak to writer and one of the coolest people in comics, Dave Cook, about what comics he would take into the apocalypse. But before we get into it, I've got a couple of bits of news. First, my most recent Kickstarter, Beyond Milford Green, is now just over 90% funded with a week to go. So if you like the idea of Star Trek with a Victorian twist, be sure to check it out on Kickstarter by following signalcomics.com forward slash beyond. And secondly, we've had our third five-star review on iTunes, so thanks very much to Masculine666. Uh, If you do enjoy today's show, please leave a review for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but I believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Dave Cook. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Um, well, thanks, mate. Um, well, um, it's a real pleasure to, to have you on Comics for the Apocalypse. And uh, just for the listeners, uh, we we actually kind of met um, last year at Thought Bubble. Um, and I kind of bumped into you in the street. Because, um, uh, I mean, I, I came up to see numerous people, one of which was you, <laughs> actually. Um, and uh, I went to your table and you'd actually gone off somewhere. I think there was a note on your table. Um, and uh, yeah, so I decided, right, I'm going to go see Charlie Adlard, basically. I'm over at a comicsology tent. And then uh, just as I was just about to kind of walk around to the entrance of the Comicsology tent, you kind of, you know, were right in the middle of the street. And I was like, Dave! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a good, good old chin wag then. Um, but uh, for, for, for anybody uh, that isn't aware of, uh, of what you do, what do you do in the world of comics? Yeah, sure. Um, I um, run a small uh, label uh, up in Edinburgh, uh, which is called Card Shark Comics. Uh, most known for uh, the cyberpunk uh, comic series Killtopia. Um, I'm also a former video game journalist, uh, marketing person. I've done all the dark art marketing jobs back in the day, um, and I'm now putting those to good use uh, on mm-hmm. Kickstarter, you know, marketing the hell very out of so. crowdfunding. <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> it's a funny thing, right, it's because good. a lot of people um, who I've never seen at a con before, they've never been to a comic con in their life, they'll come to their very first show and go, I've seen these books somewhere before. And I'm like, yes, the dirty marketing's working. Brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> Inception. <laughs> you know. Brilliant. Um, so uh, for for the listeners, where, where can they find you on the interwebs? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm on Twitter. It's at Dave S. Cook, all one word, um, or on Facebook, uh, forward slash Killtopia comic. Uh, it's probably the best place to find all of our stuff. Yes, um, and um, I've, I've got to say, I mean, Killtopia, you absolutely smashed it last year um, in in every aspect of Killtopia. You know, the Kickstarter and the, the execution um, and kind of when my package arrived, um, you know, so many prints, I was just, you know, dumbfounded. Um, and then the comic itself was great. So congratulations on that. 
Ah, thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's still crazy to us, right? Because um, myself and uh, the artist Craig, uh, mm-hmm. we're very let's start, we shall we just say we're very humble people <laughs> to a fault. <laughs> where like we're like so like genuinely surprised when people say they like it. Not 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 that we don't like it. Just like mm-hmm. I think people giving us like praise and in our minds we just made like the story we wanted to tell kind of thing right so when people say they like it like it it sincerely like blows our minds like this is like holy you know this is this is great so thank you very much mate i really appreciate that that's quite all right and killtopia 2 is coming up launching on march 1st yeah so uh we hit kickstarter We're on that train again. That's it, mate. Tell me <laughs> um, about it. <laughs> it's funny because that it, it was a year ago that we hit Kickstarter with the first issue, right? Mm. Um, it doesn't feel like a year. It, it like it, it's by, just been it? yeah, totally, man. It's been like I, I guess it's also when you live like con to con and, and Kickstarter, Kickstarter it sort of uh, partitions the year a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, we're we're deep in um, the final stages of planning things, making sure like all of our uh, reward tiers are priced correctly that our targets are fine and um just uh, f- firming up some final stretch goal things there's some really cool nice. stuff that um we won't reveal until we hit those goals but um yeah Great. there's some pretty big names getting involved so that that's quite cool amazing i'm very much looking forward to that so um yeah uh folks i'm sure can kind of follow you on twitter and facebook and they like and, and they'll hear about it yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we, we, be warned if you follow us, you're never going to hear the end of this comic because we, we are <laughs> such like rampant market, marketers. So um, I, I apologize in advance. Well, I, I love it. And kind of the lead up to this, you've kind of been uh, using your, your Kaiju Cola, basically, <laughs> haven't you? Yeah, like I think uh, we already have the makings of what might be our, our third issue sort right. of viral thing. But uh, yeah, we just figure like it's quite an expansive world we've built, and like there's lots of brands in there and like merchandise. And I, th- I think we've had so many comments since we started doing the uh, Kaiju Cola thing. People just saying like, "Oh, we love what you're doing with the branding. It's like it's almost like this little world you're building." And you know, like I've said to many people before, um, you know, in the past, where people say, you know about world building and you know what does it take to make a good comic and it's like well you know you need to have a world where you know you care if the world is in peril or not you mm-hmm. know right so and I, and I i sort of look at that from a video game philosophy where you look at the best video game worlds you know rapture city 17 the the worlds themselves almost feel like a character and and that's something i've definitely tried to carry over from from video games into comics you know is you know, make the world tangible. So I think we've pushed that to the limit with this one. But yeah, it seems to be working. So that's cool. <laughs> Fantastic. And and talking of world building, um, you're going to be going into an apolo- apocalypse, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> and uh, your your random allocation, which is random, and for for the listeners, the way that it works is that our, our guests send me a random number between one and six. And then basically I roll a dice and then I add those two numbers together and then um, you're allocated a, a random apocalypse and by some force of fate um, you've been given a, uh, a robot um, takeover basically <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and uh, so you've you've been put into this um robot takeover an artificial intelligence robot takeover um and so what would be your your action plan for this apocalypse oh 
Well, oh God, right, okay, so right, rope, okay, they're not made of flesh, so they aren't going to be taken down that easy, right? That's right. Uh, <laughs> um, so, hmm. uh, okay, here's a question back to you, right? I, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but yeah. are they solar powered or like where do they get their power from? So, yes, they're solar powered. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that. Oh. That's where they start from. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I can't exactly blow up the sun. That's good. <laughs> yeah, 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 without massive resources. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so I mean, but but you personally, you know, you, you you don't have to take it upon yourself to bring to bring down the uh, the robot empire. Um, like, say say if you're if if you're at home, right, um, and then uh, on the TV it turns out that there's a robot outbreak, uh, well, robot uh, takeover. Um, what do you do? Do you stay in your flat or do you flee? I would, uh, my flat is pretty dark on the sunniest of days. So that, oh, that wow. could play to my advantage. Yeah, it's um, like nobody's in there. Yeah. Uh, somewhere underground, I think. Somewhere underground. Mm-hmm. I think somewhere that has like a plentiful water source. Um, that's not too far from like a supermarket or like somewhere, uh, I don't know, a farm or something where I can get like crops from, I guess. I suppose yeah. you need to think about... Um, what you need to survive i'm also asthmatic so that could be a problem <laughs> once all the uh yeah, the world's maybe. inhalers run out yeah <laughs> I'd, I'd stop by a pharmacy before you head out to a farm <laughs> <laughs> so maybe underground wouldn't work because there might be mold and stuff down there and that that wreaks havoc with asthmatic people yeah. so um i guess if i was taking a cue from kiltopia it would be something like um it depends on like what year this is if it's like present day then i'm buggered but um mm-hmm. In Killtopia, the, the, there's a character in, in issue two that has an EMP rifle, and right. obviously that destroys anything electronic. So if that existed, that technology, that would be cool. But Excellent. if it doesn't, um, yeah, it'd have to be somewhere underground, lots of water, like a hydroelectric electric dam or something. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, yeah. So you, it's you always going to, yeah, it's always going to perpetuate power, and so the lights will stay on. And um, yeah, I'm going to go with that. But it needs to be near. I boots the chemist, which has like a lot of <laughs> inhalers, and yeah. uh, I don't know uh, some place that sells pizza because that's like who could live without that? Excellent. Um, <laughs> so we need a hydroelectric dam <laughs> that has a pharmacist and a pizza express. I'm not asking for much. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, no. Well, those are the essentials, Dave. Right. So, so we we we've made it to this hydroelectric dam that has a pharmacy and and a pizza <laughs> express or, or whichever pizza restaurant that you prefer i don't mind um but uh so you kind of uh gathered a group together and uh and the subject of comics comes up and everybody's trying to reminisce and and they're, they're wondering what's the first comic you remember enjoying yeah, um, my the first one I can remember enjoying is still my favourite one uh, of all time, and it's um, Transmetropolitan by Warren Ellis and Derek Robertson. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure people have heard, like, I've got so fed up with me talking about the series, but um, it's one of those ones that, you know, it was almost like serendipity when I, mm-hmm. when I read it, because I, I first read it when I was in my first year at university. I was studying journalism, and my flatmate at the time, Rhiannon, she said, hey, I've got this comic you might like. It's about journalism. You're doing a journalism course, you know, mm-hmm. hence, <laughs> have a read. I mean, she had all, all the collected volumes. Um, and we're talking like, oh God, it must have been 
2003, I think, 2002. Um, and I read them back then. Uh, and yeah, dude, I, my mind was just so blown. Mm. Um, you know, there's this like gonzo street journalist, like taking down a corrupt presidency with his words, uh, weaponizing his words kind of thing. It's almost like, you know, um, futuristic uh, uh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas, you know, Hunter S. Thompson style, mm-hmm. hitting the streets, bringing down corruption. Uh, it's hilarious. It's like a, such a, a crazy world. Um, and I mean, in that world as well, you know, everyone in it is addicted to feeds. You know, they all watch videos online and they're addicted to breaking news and viral stuff. And and this is before any of those things really took exactly. hold in the world. It's quite a prediction, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I sort of in a weird way, kind of liken it a bit to Nathan Barley. I don't know if you've ever seen Nathan Barley. Um, the mm. uh, Charlie Brooker, Chris Morris, a short-lived um, Channel 4 comedy show. I, I highly recommend I it. That. I think there was like six episodes ever. Uh, and actually has an early appearance by a very young Benedict Cumberbatch nice. in a very small cameo. Yeah, <laughs> um, everything, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but but that, that is basically about the rise of hipster culture in London. And it, right. it predicted so much about um, people want to be YouTube famous, um, sort of fads and weird fashion trends and strange slang. And um, uh, the two things are very close in that regard, you know, predicting things that would later come to pass. But yeah, Transmetropolitan for me, I just love the world. And you can kind of see a lot of that in Kiltopia, like the rich, the, the de- detailed backgrounds and the city feeling kind of alive. And, and, and that purely did come from Transmetropolitan, you know. Um, it's just it's just the writing as well, right? So mm. especially when Spider Jerusalem is writing a column um, and he's he's commenting on the world, the writing in those articles inside the comic are, are just it's effortless, and I and I'm so like I so wish I could get to that level one day. Um, yeah, it, it, it's phenomenal. Um, I, I don't have you have you read much of it yourself, man? No, 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 I actually haven't. Because oh, um, yeah. I, I, ever since you've kind of. You've mentioned it because I have heard you mention Transmetropolitan before, um, and I've been meaning to get around to reading it. Um, but uh, my uh, my li- my reading list has massively grown um, since I started this podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I will get around to it though. I will, yeah, yeah. I will. I will get around to it definitely. <laughs> no, dude. I mean, yeah, I I, I highly recommend it. It's, yeah. Um, th- there's a lot of it that there's a lot of stuff in there, despite when it was made that is so relevant to today um there's lies fake news politicians just lying through their teeth to the 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 public um mass protests civil unrest like there's so much now it's almost come back around into relevancy again yeah um so i'd say now actually in the the era of uh, trump and all that you know it's by far the best time to get back into it um yeah, I yeah, I I, I could go on. <laughs> but, um, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But <laughs> it's quite it's all right. Class. Yeah, yeah, amazing. <laughs> um, and so the 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 group uh, move the conversation on to uh, what's the funniest or the comic that made you laugh out loud the most? <laughs> um, I, I got I've got to say preacher. Great. Uh, it, it's just the most absurd, like ridiculous, like uh, dark comedy, like thing, <laughs> like. Um, <laughs> I can't. I mean, there's so. Many, I don't even know where to begin. There's so many funny bits. Like her star, uh, the villain, is one of the funniest. Like, he, like he, he comes across as threatening, very rarely. Most of the time, he's just there to be laughed at, and he's just a subject of like talking tough, but actually just being the subject of ridicule throughout the whole comic. And the guy just goes doesn't catch a break. Um, 
you know, and uh, Arse, like the character Arseface is hilarious. He becomes just like overnight. Um, <laughs> I mean, it just starts with the name, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then you have like um, things that aren't even the TV show. You've got like the uh, the uh, detective agency, the sexual sexual agents, I think they're called, um, where one guy is just a private private investigator. The other guy shags people. And it's like, what is the point of your business? How does this this detective agency work? This makes no sense. Um, yeah, it's one of the funniest things I've ever read. Um, it, it's so dark and yeah, I mean, yeah, the TV show's um, getting better. I think it had a bit of a dip in season two, but um, it's kind of getting back on track. I don't know like how much of that you've seen as well, but it's. I saw um, I saw I saw the first half of season one, I think, and then you know something else came up, and I haven't got back to it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's do. quite. Yeah, it's quite different. I mean, it's like it doesn't follow um, the plot much at no. all. But in season three, it kind of started to follow again, and, and it's oh. getting back on track. And um, yeah, I'm hoping it keeps on going. It doesn't get cancelled like prematurely because, like, I think where season four is going, there's some really cool stuff coming up. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely preacher. I, I laugh every time I think about some certain scenes, and yeah, it's great. Fantastic. And so the. Uh... The next subject that comes up is uh, what's the saddest or most upsetting comic you've read? Oh, a few actually spring to mind. Um, it might be, it might be either. I, I mean, I, I mentioned Low quite a lot. I don't know if you've ever read uh, Low by Rick mm. Remender and Greg Tuccini, but it's almost like a. It's quite a tragic story. Um, yeah. A, a, a tale of like family loss and just trying to make it in this world that's just like um i don't know if you know much about the premise but it's essentially like the the ozone layer has gone through pollution so um earth is being bombarded with these like radioactive sun rays and you know uh everything on the surface world is uninhabitable um so mankind lives in cities under the sea but pretty much from the very start of volume one like this family gets torn apart it's not even a spoiler. It just is the, is the crux of the story. This family gets torn apart and strewn across this world. And the whole, um, the whole arc is about them trying to find themselves again and get back together and just endure like terrible, terrible things. Um, the, the main story is uh, about hope. Um, the, the concept of hope that, that no matter how dark things get, there's always this little glimmer of like hope and, and sort of possibility and, um, yeah, it's. I, I won't say too much more, but I, I'd highly recommend it, especially if like anyone listening has has played and enjoyed Bioshock. Um, right. There's quite a lot of parallels. You know, there's like big um, mechanized suits, a bit like the Big Daddies. There's like underwater biospheres and stuff like that. And yeah, it's it's really good, but it gets pretty bleak at points. Yeah, I mean, um, it's uh, it's quite a story, and uh, yeah, was it? Were there any particular moments? when you were reading it, that you felt, wow, that's actually really upsetting. Yeah, there's a few character deaths. I really can't spoil <laughs> who yeah. or how or yeah, when. Yeah. But um, there's a few deaths where you think, um, it's a bit like that Game of Thrones thing, right? Don't get yeah. too attached to anyone because you just yes. you just don't know. Um, there's a few heel turns as well. There's a few bits where characters turn kind of bad and disagree and go their separate ways. And you kind of just want to see everyone like and humanity as a whole in this world just get along and and work out this problem because they're all running out of oxygen in these underwater cities Mm. but they're they've almost all given up they're just like partying and shagging each other and doing drugs (laughs) and they just don't care um but if they all just got together 
you know, rallied around a common goal. They could work it out, but everything is just so hopeless. But um, yeah, I'd say there's a few character deaths that I, I can't talk about, obviously. But, um, yeah, yeah, but that just kind of like hit you emotionally. Yeah. I would, right, I would yeah. say so because their characters are certainly you think you think are going to pull through, but then they don't, mm. and you're like, oh. Oh, now, now I'm just really depressed. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. um, and uh, I, I kind of, I've, I've had this uh, conversation with, with a few, few other guests just about uh, the, the importance of being upset over a comic um, or just a story is kind of, it's important because it means that you're kind of invested in it. Um, and also uh, it kind of develops your empathy, I guess. Yeah, wow. and and you know it's a weird one, right? And I'm not just saying this to be kind of like like all tough and all that. But um, when I watch movies, I I never get upset because I think it, I I kind of register that there's an upsetting thing happening on screen. Mm. But there's this weird thing, and it always happens with me. I, I'm always constantly telling myself it's just a film; it's not real. Right. However, with um, books and uh, comics, I get I guess because. You can't actually hear the character's voice. You kind of have an idea of how they sound and how they... Um, I, I always read comics and kind of like... I kind of imagine how it looked moving. I don't know if that makes any sense to, or yeah, if yeah, anyone sure. else does that. Because yeah, yeah. um, it's like when I write my scripts. Um, I've never really revealed many of my scripts online, but um, I kind of write them a bit like a movie script. Like I kind of talk about in camera angles and we mm. see this happening and... Um, Although I'm fully aware it's a static medium, right? But I guess maybe sure. because you kind of you, you, your head, you let the comic into your headspace more. You have to work mm-hmm. a bit harder to cognitively kind of imagine it and sort of feel it. I, I think that's why maybe they resonate a bit more. Um, but of course, everyone's different. You know, some people might read comics and just completely break down. But uh, you know, I, I would say comics and books definitely resonate more than film because I'm just like, oh, they're actors that I know. I, I recognize, yeah. you know, that's you true. know. Um, this character hasn't really died in this film because he's just played by this actor and you know it's the silly little thing in the back of my mind that stops me from getting that invested but um yeah i i get why people do though yeah 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 definitely and that makes a lot of sense um and so the the conversation um with your with your group your survivors group uh moves on to the scariest almost horrifying comic that you've read uh i'm gonna choose someone that's a bit I don't know, you might not think it was the scariest, actually. It's not even a horror comic, really. Um, probably Killer Be Killed. Um, mm. For the reason... So the reason is, I've never read a book, a comic book, where I have pro- such so profoundly put myself in the shoes of the protagonist, right? So Great. this whole thing... I mean, the, the, base, the base concept is this character um, is told by a demon, if you don't kill one person uh, every month, I'll eat your soul right normal person you know has never never even held a gun has never so you kind of put yourself in the shoes of this character and you think so he has to start figuring out okay how do i get a clean gun that can't be traced who am i going to even choose to kill like who deserves to die Mm -hmm. what do i do with the body so all these like practical little steps that you would have to think about if you were trying to get away with murder and then you start to like put yourself in that position and you're like i wouldn't have a clue what to do like yeah. if my life really depended on it or like the fate of the world depended on it like i do you know it's just such a foreign concept like i just it's don't a horrifying know. concept isn't it yeah yeah you know like and then it's almost like he when the first kill in the book happens i won't spoil anything of course it's then like cool you're safe for now 
who's next? And then you're like, oh my God, this isn't going to end. And you're like, it's mm. just this constant pressure. And um, yeah, I, I find, I find, especially with horror movies, you know, I was talking about not getting too emotionally invested in sad things, but see like a horror movie, I don't get so scared by jump scares, right? Or because mm-hmm. I mean, in films these days, they're really obviously telegraphed now. Anyway, they they have yeah. they have that little violin string, that wing kind of sound yeah. effect yeah, yeah. as the ghost runs across the screen. It's like, oh come on! Mm-hmm. Um, I get more freaked out by situations like you just, that are just so horrible to imagine being in. Yeah, like a good example is I don't know, like um, a character being trapped in a room that behind a locked door with no food or anything. And no means of escape. It's like, oh my god, what a horrible way to die! That that's the kind of thing that really gets under my skin. Yeah, um, like um, Wolf Creek. Have you ever seen Wolf Creek? Yeah, 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 yeah. That is horrifying. Like, the first <laughs> time that I saw that, I was like, oh my god. I mean, it's kind of based on a true story, I think. Um, but that is just ah, uh, I was really scared of that film. Sorry. <laughs> so there's there's even the concept right of like escaping that situation that you're talking about in that film. Again, like no spoilers. Yeah. Then you have to factor in they're in the middle of the Australian outback with no water, crazy heat, miles exactly. of civilization. Yeah. That's terrifying in itself. It's like, oh my god. Alone um, a nutter chasing after you with a yeah. knife. <laughs> but but that that um I'd say killer be killed for that reason, because I actually really put myself in those that position and was like, I would just give up. I wouldn't be able to kill someone. Like I couldn't. Yeah. Like with in all good you know. I'm kinda I'm kinda glad I'm admitting that on um a live recording. Yes. Just yeah, in case yeah. it's, it's just good in to case admit those things that, Yeah, just so you know, I couldn't kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. Honest, um, honest. <laughs> I'm glad that we've cleared that up, Dave. That's, that's an exclusive. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so the uh, the group move on to the next subject, which is what's the most meaningful comic to you? I probably can't pick Transmetropolitan. Transmetropolitan again. Uh, that would be kind of cheap, yeah. I guess. That, that that that's fine too. But you can have two. All right. Okay. So definitely Transmet because it's just it's informed so much of like. Uh, my writing and, and and just where I'm at basically now. Mm. Um, the most meaningful beyond that, uh, I'm going to pick another Rick Remender one if that's okay. Um, Tokyo Ghost. Great. I, I think that is one of the best modern comics I've read. Um, we're talking like last five years or so, right? Um, it's only ten issues long, but it sort of it, it came before the concept of Killtopia was really solidified, and I read it and I thought this is such a good like futuristic dystopia i i wouldn't even call it cyberpunk it's more oh, yeah i'm not sure what i would call it but um it, it, it's vision of like a, a technologically superior uh, los angeles um is just so tangible like there's um it's overcome by pollution it's like there's death car races um all the elite are trying to find a new city to live in because they realize they've just destroyed where they're staying now. Mm. Um, all the stuff in Japan is great. Like it's, it, it sort of came at a time where the idea of Kiltopia was coming. And then I thought, yeah, that that's like someone else has kind of already got there first, which is annoying, but um, mm. yeah, it just sort of it almost, I don't know, reinforced the idea that, Hey, m- maybe people do want to read a story like Kiltopia. And um, I mean, our one is com- about a completely different situation, but yeah, um, it sort of like encouraged me that maybe I, maybe I was on the right track that there was a market for cyberpunk and, and you know it's a weird thing because cyberpunk still wasn't that big a deal when our first uh, Kickstarter launched 
but it yeah. was just starting to come back. You know, you had um, Blade Runner, the new Blade Runner sequel, mm-hmm. um, Altered Carbon, stuff like that. And, yes. and those yeah, things yeah. were just starting to creep in at the periphery. And it's like, um, I think we got incredibly lucky with the timing, though. Like, there's no way we could have predicted that. Um, I'm thankful for it, of course. Yeah, um, right, but, um, well, it's well deserved as well. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, man. Yeah. I mean, it's weird now as well, because through the comic, we've discovered a lot of um, cyberpunk groups like forums, uh, Reddit mm. communities, uh, Facebook communities. Reddit is massive with those sorts of things, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's huge, man. Like, we actually got talking with a few moderators from some of those groups on Facebook um, mm. for the last campaign. Because, um, you know, we didn't want to just go on there and start spamming our stuff. You know, that's, you know, that's not polite. Uh, so we got to know these guys a bit more and um yeah we're talking to them again now about the ecclesopia 2 stuff and um they're super sound and some of the stuff they share like the artwork that you know it's just it's just fan art as well um but the amount of detail that goes into these things and these cool images of like you know mechanized humans and cool neon backdrops it's just like such a passionate um community um that really cared that and are really happy that this is coming back in a big way um so yeah for that reason i think tokyo ghost because it I think it was almost reassurance that, cool, someone else is making a cyberpunky kind of comic. Um, there's probably an appetite for this. Let, let's crack on. Um, and it's a great story as well. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Um, and so uh, the next question that pops up is, what's the most underrated comic? Oh, interesting. Uh, underrated. I'm probably going to pick something that's not that underrated because I, I tend not to look too much at what's popular like i just i just mean that in like um i i am pretty much on a bit of a social media self-imposed hiatus right now where i yeah. tweet a lot i post a lot but i don't really read through the feeds much because yeah. for me i get a bit too like down a rabbit hole with it um where i can sit there for hours like just scrolling and you know talking to people for sure um so i'm not sure what so i'm probably going to pick something that is popular um <laughs> but I would say uh, maybe Outcast or Paper Girls. Great, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, th- those those two could be massively popular. I'm not sure, but um, uh, maybe maybe Paper Girls actually, because certainly no one in my friend circles mm. I know of is reading that. But that that's one of the like craziest off the wall. Like for the first like volume, I was just reading it like, what is going on here? None of nothing here. Like there's no. <laughs> there's no real clear plot or like clear arc, but do you know what? It was done in a way that was really compelling. It might've put some people off. Um, Cause it felt sure. to me a bit like uh, lost. Um, and by that, I mean like a lot of questions, not a lot of yeah. answers, a lot of mystery box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. But um, the art style was cool. I love the kind of um, Goonies, like eighties kind of style mm. uh, of this, you know, band of kids going around. There's a foul mouthed one, the one that smokes, the sort of punky one, the good natured one. Um, perfect i mean it would have been a perfect like steven spielberg film back in like 1985 or something um and yeah no i, I think i think that's really underrated I, I mean i think it takes a bit of work like you have to just put up with it and buy into its whole mistake and drip feeding information and but if i think if you do that like it, it just it really becomes a bit of a roller coaster and um just embrace the madness of it because it, it is crazy <laughs> yeah yeah um so i'm, I'm gonna say you gotta do those sorts of stories you know you just gotta embrace the craziness you know and, and yeah. that's kind of what they're there for 
And I have probably picked something really popular, but um, I, I certainly don't know anyone personally that I, has said they're reading it. So that that's going to be my pick, I think. Bingo. There you go. Um, and uh, for you, what is the best comic of all time? Um, <laughs> I'll probably say Transmetropolitan again. For sure, um, mate. Yeah. yeah, I have to. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, it just, again, struck such a resonant sort of chord with me. And um, I, I can go back and read that so many times and just like... Mm. Uh, spot a new background detail or you know something i didn't pick up on in the in you know a sort of visual gag or something um it's just so dense with um you know every page is just so dense with stuff going on um and again it's in terms of writing it's what i can only sort of aspire to be because it's just like it, it's off the charts um yeah um try to think if there's any other close yeah any notable mentions not a not a, let me think now uh, I mean, Preacher would be up there as well, of course. Uh, of course. I'm, quite, I'm quite fond of fables, actually. Right. Um, I really like the idea of um, all of these, you know, New York has been inhabited by, you know, ref- refugees from this fairy tale world who've all been driven out. So mm. they're trying to make a new living in New York. It's, it's a genius concept. Absolutely genius. And I love the characters in it and the kind of mystery of who the adversary is and what's going on there and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I really like Fables. Again, maybe that could be a candidate for the underrated one because um, I don't. I certainly haven't heard many people talking about it lately. I mean, I'm aware it's finished now, but um, yeah, if no, if no one, if anyone listening hasn't read Fables, like, I can highly recommend that as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I could pick loads. Actually, I'm I'm too nice. I don't I don't just want to single out one. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite all right. Uh, well, um, talking about singling out, um, unfortunately, even though you've managed to hide yourself in this hydroelectric dam with a pharmacy and a Pizza Express, um, <laughs> <laughs> the the robots have found you, and they're they're starting to crack into the hydroelectric dam now. You, you and your group are, are going to manage to to run away, but you can't take all of these comics with you. Um, you're only allowed to take one. Which one do you take? Oh, I think I think we all know the answer by now. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> pretend that one isn't in my official roster. If that's okay, let's just pretend Transmet isn't sure. one of them. Um, I'd probably take Low. Um, Great, because they uh, again, it's it's an epic story. Like it, it's so. Like the the planning out of the whole arc must have been so intricate, and because it's it's I mean it takes place it takes place over decades, you know. Yeah. Um. So it's quite epic in that regard. Um. Greg Ticini's art is also just stunning. Um. I, I could I could look at that all day as well, and um. We'd love to get some framed uh, pages or something. Um. But yeah, th- those books are just so masterful in their artwork, the, just the writing. Um. So I'd probably say I could take like. If I'm allowed to take all four volumes of Low that I own so far, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so you've got all four volumes of Low. Um, and uh, what weapon, tool or useful item are you going to take with you to, to, to fight the robots? <laughs> uh, oh, hmm. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, there's a few daft answers going around in my head and I'm not sure which ones are applicable. Let's get them out there. So a can of, limit, <laughs> so let's say like a multi pack of black spray paint to spray over their solar panels. Panels, nice. I love so they that. they can't get the sunlight. But then again, the solar panels might not. You know, they might be resistant to spray paint. I'm not sure. Um, 
So some sort of water-based weapon, like a, I don't know, like a fire truck that has yeah. like a, a big tank of water. So I can like, hopefully they're not water, they're not waterproof. Hopefully. Um, yeah, not entirely. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to say a pizza cutter because I, I need to find somewhere else that has a pizza wow. express. Bingo. <laughs> and God help us if there isn't anything to cut the pizza with. <laughs> I, exactly. I don't know. You're going to be reaching... completely stuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm, reach, I'm reaching now. <laughs> I love that, but that, that 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 could double up as a as a weapon if you got like a, you know the big ones that they get in the restaurants, the kind of the the seesaw type ones. You could use that as kind of like a weapon to like decapitate robots and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, cut the cut their wires or something. You know, you yeah, sever a few a few oil pipes here and there. Yeah, that type of thing. I think that'd be pretty rad. Awesome. <laughs> so you've got your huge pizza cutter, your copies of low, and uh, you're gonna head out into into the apocalypse outside of your hydroelectric dam <laughs> well and and good luck to you dave um for for, for your survival <laughs> i think i'm gonna need it <laughs> i'm afraid so mate but uh you know as as kind of low suggests like if you all band together you can you can overcome anything maybe. that's it a little sliver of hope that's all you need that's right. That's right. Fantastic. Well, Dave Cook, thank you so much for your time um, and and coming on to comics for the apocalypse. No, no, thank you so much. Uh, it's, it's been a blast, man. Thank you so much. And uh, can I just say, this is such a great format for a podcast as well. Thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated. Um, and for the listeners, uh, one last time, where can they find you? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm on Twitter. It's Dave S. Cook. Um, or you can get us at www.cardsharkcomics.com and lastly uh, Facebook uh, forward slash Killtopia comic fantastic um, and I, I, I kind of know the answer to my last question but but what future projects do you have coming up <laughs> so there's Killtopia 2 um, yeah. which is which is obviously coming out uh, well um hitting kickstarter march 1st we're hoping gonna we're gonna launch it around about thought bubble again like we did before um i'm also working on another comic um which i won't tell you too much about but it's um basically a dedication to my favorite uh genre of video games which is the side-scrolling beat-em-up genre great um so of rage yeah 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 that's that's basically the main influence (laughs) great (laughs) Um, (laughs) i'm looking forward to that mate that that may not come until next year, but we're because mm. we're just kind of like mood boarding it and sort of uh, I'm planning out an arc just now. Uh, we've also got issue three of um, Vessels uh, coming out uh, on Kickstarter later this year, and issue four of Bust as well. So quite a busy year for us actually. Very busy. Um, yeah, uh, but very excited to uh, to be doing it. <laughs> as am I. I'm looking forward to to seeing all of that. Um, so yeah, everybody go check out uh, Dave Cook on Twitter, Facebook and, and everywhere else that you can find him. Um, and uh, again, Dave, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for having me. Excellent. Take care, mate, and see you soon. Cheers, buddy. Bye. Thanks again to Dave for being on Comics with the Apocalypse. You absolutely wrecked it, mate. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but I believe it helps make other people aware of the show as well. If you'd like to check out Dave's work or follow him on social media, those links are in the show notes, along with all of our own links to the various areas of the internet. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the next week, I'll see you next Monday. Bye for now.